It's a cool, cool summer. Hi, I'm Carrie Kimmel, and you are listening to Cobra Kai Companion. Back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. And today, you guys, a very special interview. Uh, today, I speak with Carrie Kimmel, uh, who covered Cruel Summer in season two of Cobra Kai. Um, I actually tried reaching out uh, a few years ago, uh, probably after uh, season two came out. Um, I just had an email composed and just never <laughs> typed anything out and, uh, and sent out a request. But um, it was just one of those things that I was just kind of going through my email and I was like, how did I not send this one out yet? But, you know, anybody that has spoken to me at length about um, some of these trailers, I often go back to the um, season two and talk about how her version of Cruel Summer, you know, like it it really resonated with me, like in, in terms of the tone, and it really stuck out. Um, and in my conversation with her, I I tell her that the, her version of Cruel Summer has its own identity. Like I don't even call that a, a cover. I just call that Carrie Kimball's Cruel Summer. Um, you know, not even by Banana Rama, even though it's the same lyrics. But it's just one of those situations where an artist really makes a cover song, a tribute, or whatever you want to call it. You know, their own. Um, so this this interview, we kind of just jumped right into it. I was actually on lunch, and so I didn't do a proper intro, so I wanted to kind of record one. But you guys, oh my God, I, you know, the, the research that I did on her, uh, I, I kept on finding out all these things that I didn't know um, previously, you know, from the you know couple interviews that I've, I've listened uh, to, uh, you know, in preparation to to speak with her. But she has written for so many artists and she's, um, you know, appeared in so many things, whether it was uh, singing Becca for other recording artists or, you know, she, she shares a lot of these stories. And I ask her a lot of the questions that I'm kind of just summarizing up anyway. So why don't we just get into it? So uh, we'll, we'll just kind of uh, jump right into it. Here, here's a funny story. I composed an email and it's been sitting in my draft for three years uh, oh, to, wow. to, to reach out to you because when when season two when when the trailer for season two came out and your version of Cruel Summer was playing in the background, I was immediately obsessed. I was like, <laughs> "What is this?" and you know, we had to reach out to the creators, like who 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 is singing this? And you know, I think it was John Hurwitz, like, oh, it's you know Carrie Kimmel. She also um, did the song Black in the season one in yeah. episode three. Yeah. Um, so, first off, thank you for carving out some time to to speak with me. You know, of oh, oh, oh my God, like after doing the little bit of research that I did, this this could be like a three part episode. Like you have done so much, your music, <laughs> I. I where where did I leave off? I think um, so. I'm listening to your albums in chronological order. Oh, I'm not wow. skipping a song. <laughs> a <lot of> <laughs> there's a lot of them, and um, I think I'm on the first covers album because okay. I know there's a there's a two. I right. did skip ahead to some singles you released earlier. 
but your 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 back catalog like every single song sounds so familiar oh you cool. know thank you yeah <laughs> so like i i wish i had discovered it you know much when i was younger um this could have been like you know your, your albums could have been the soundtrack to my my life you know kind of kind of growing up a lot of great songs a lot of very uplifting messages like um i wish i wrote a lot of the, the titles down because some of i would play something and and like the the music would catch, but then it's the, the lyrics and stuff too. Like Dreamer, I believe was a song. Yeah, that, that really. Stood. <laughs> yeah, and th- I feel like that. Which album title uh, from the twenty eleven? Oh, uh, uh, Life in the Day, I think. Or no, is that Out of Focus? That might have focus, been Out of Focus. Sounds sounds right, but there there was just like hit that. after hit. Like you, you know, it's just. Yeah. Um, so I, I became like a new instant fan uh, oh, of yours. I just like that. <laughs> yeah, just I love your music. So let, let's kind of like learn a little bit about you. I, I know that you're originally from from Florida. Yeah. And after graduating high school, you then moved to L.A. What was it like for you growing up like in elementary school, middle school, high school, like in terms of uh, music? Like, were you into choir? Did you play in any of the bands? Um, yeah, I was in a band. I, I did a little bit of like chorus um, in middle school and in, well, I guess just in middle school. But then when I went into high school, I joined a band and uh, <laughs> we were doing a lot of cover songs and they would choose the cover songs. You know, they would choose like the set list. And I was the only one who was like, yeah, I don't like that song. I don't like that song. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> and so they said, well, why don't you write songs then? And so I figured, all right, I'll try, you know, and um, that was kind of really I mean, I had started writing poetry a lot when I was younger. I wrote poetry books and I was always like really into rhyming. I just like, you know, I loved um, Shel Silverstein and just like that kind of poetry. And um then I thought, okay, well, now I can try to put this to music, I suppose. And um, it came very naturally to me. I loved writing and, you know, I just continued to do it, you know, all throughout high school, college, everything. Now, do you compose the music as well, your, your own music? Yeah. So um, now it's it's interesting because people ask me a lot of times, do I write the lyrics first or the music first? And I write them together almost always. Um, the music forms the melody and the the rhythm a lot of the times in the lyrics and vice versa. And so, um, yeah, I, I I basically write it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, you've written for many of artists and this is the funny thing about like, um your your cover of cool summer ending up on cobra kai uh, some of your previous work correct me if i'm wrong you also helped write um backstreet boys incomplete yeah that was a long story but yeah i'm i'm yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. a co-writer on that one yeah but that's a long story <laughs> yeah yeah just that, that's a, a song i'm obsessed with that has no ties to cobra kai i just wanted to kind of get that out of the way um, yeah, is- you know, the majority of what I've done is, um, you know, me singing a, a, as the artist. However, I have, you know, written for other artists in the past. Um, it always kind of winds up finding its way to the artist, not a very traditional way. Like, um, you know, a lot of times people will set out to write for a specific artist. And for me, it always happened like I was maybe I was working with the producer and that producer was working with the artist and it was a song that didn't work well for my artist thing. And, you know, so it was always sort of like in a bit of a different 
you know, way that it got to the artist. That's very interesting. Now, um, there's an unreleased Kesha song that you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it is released. Um, I just don't think it's released here. It's released in the UK and um, and uh, overseas, a bunch of places. I'm not sure if it's released here, but yeah, that was a really fun one. That was one yeah. I did with uh, a friend of mine who recently passed away. And so we we used to work together all the time, though. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting song. <laughs> Yeah, the connection there to Cobra Kai, Kesha, uh, she she did a song called Blah, Blah, Blah. And uh, in the music video, uh, Brett Ernst, who plays Cousin Louie, mm-hmm. he's in it. And he plays oh. like, a, I don't I don't think he's a bouncer because, you know, it's like Cousin Louie. Like, you, you know, imagine right. him as a bouncer. But he works the door and he sees Kesha and he's trying to get a picture with her. And he even does like the duck lips. So it's oh super God. hilarious. That's but awesome. also... Um, the, the Fosters, you know, the for yes. for the Fosters, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Tanner Buchanan was in Fosters. That I don't know. <laughs> okay, he plays Robbie, uh, but I'm sure somebody. Okay, okay. If I'm incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, just... it's very possible. Um, I yeah, yeah. The, the Foster song was something that I was really, I felt really proud of. Um, also to be involved in a show that I genuinely believed in. Um, it was really cool to be involved in that. And, you know, we had about what, five, five or six seasons. And, uh, that was, that was really cool. I loved being a part of that show. And, um, one of the other, uh, last connections that I saw, and I'm sure there's plenty of others, but, uh, uh, blockers, uh, oh, which was, was <laughs> produced by John, Josh and Hayden, uh, who created Cobra Kai. Yeah. I don't know which came first, you know, the, uh, the the egg or the chicken, you know, but because in that same year when Blockers comes out, I believe is when Cobra Kai also premiered and, and your song Black made it on to, um, again, the third episode of that season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have one song in Blockers. It's like toward the end of the movie. Um, that, was, that was cool. I didn't know it's that. It's a great song. Something. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. Um, it, uh, uh, so that's the title album title track from that album as well right golden glitter yes golden glitter yeah Yeah. it's 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 a bop you know like (laughs) that's the thing i was you know like listening to your music it's like oh this is this is a sweet ballad you know and then like oh this is a banger oh you know like i want (laughs) to tap my foot or it's a like legit bop um like every song is for somebody and it just happens to be right up my alley so i was just like rediscovering this but like i i felt lucky i'm like look at all these songs that i get to go through you know i just um i'm just sorry that i didn't get a chance to finish all of them but <laughs> before we get to like cruel summer uh you i, I mentioned you did a covers you did two covers out al- uh, albums and so those specific tracks that they're all great songs, like uh, rocket man eternal okay. flames by the bangles oh my god like yeah. how did you decide on those songs uh, specifically to cover Um, They're just songs I loved. I really had no like rhyme or reason to cover those songs. It was just, I really loved those songs. I thought the melodies were amazing. And I thought the, um, you know, I'm such a melody person, honestly. And like every one of the songs that I wound up doing were just songs that I personally love to listen to. And so I wanted to sort of like do my own thing on it, you know, my own spin. You do so uh, many other things. Um, you also 
I'm, I'm forgetting the exact term. Is it managed like over 200 bands for, is it vocal you? It's actually over 750 now, but yeah, <laughs> we not manage. We, um, so I have a company called glow music group and we rep over now over 750 bands of all genres for film and TV and ads and trailers and kind of all that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been growing and getting a little crazy, but yeah, it's, it's great. I love repping just fantastic music. That That's amazing because um, it was an interview I listened to from like four years ago and you guys mentioned like over 200 bands and for it to be right. <laughs> over 700, that's amazing. You got to be really proud of that. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's grown a lot and um, it's been something that really started as sort of like a side thing. I'd never really intended for it to, you know, become what it has, but I'm grateful that it has. Now, does it get complicated? Because uh, there's there's a point where you mentioned like these people were coming to me and I didn't really quite know what to, like, does that get challenging? Like trying to um, work with people that are so different? Um, You know, I, I, one of the things I've always loved so many different types of music that now, you know, not only have I been able to, you know, kind of not every type of music, but I've been able to, you know, do kids music. I've been able to do kind of darker music um, that's more rootsy or, or, you know, an organic. I've been able to do more kind of electronic EDM, singer songwriter, kind of, you know, a wide variety. And now I even get to like widen it even more. And we rep bands that are, you know, death metal to Latin to, you know, French music. Um, It's just like every genre you can imagine Um, reggae and I mean, just jazz. It's, it's, it's amazing. And so I love that part of it. I feel like I really get to um, explore different types of music and I have such a love for so many different types of music, even if I don't personally do that kind of music. Um, So that, yeah, it's, it's been great. And we're very, um, we're very selective. So we get a lot of music and, um, you know, we only take on music that we love and music that we think we can place. Yeah. I, um, again, just kind of listening to your albums and all the songs, like I feel it can fit in, in anything, movie, TV commercials. Uh, when, when you come across, um, like a project and I, I don't know how, how you uh, decide which band or maybe you sit down with somebody and decide, okay, what projects are available kind of thing. Do you ever come across something where you're like, I kind of want this for myself. (laughs) I haven't really. No. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, I've always written all my own music and so I've never really um, felt that way, but I have, I have definitely felt many times like, a song really should be a hit that song. Like I hear a song and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that should be on the radio that more people need to hear that song. And honestly, that sort of motivates me um, to be able to try to license that song so that more people do get to hear the the song, you know, and through different media. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of uh, how I felt too. I was like, um, you know, I, I, I didn't look up like uh you know, which singles may have charted or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, with my earbuds and I'm thinking anybody else, have you guys listened to like Carrie Kimmel? Like you guys really need some Carrie Kimmel in your life. Like, <laughs> you know, like I said, it's, it's a mood setter for, uh, and a lot of it is, is like just good vibes. 
you know, that, that I really get from your songs. And um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, if you don't have your own, what, what do they call like serious channel or whatever, uh, streaming <laughs> channel, like you need to have one of your own because of <laughs> just the amount of music that, that you have. And it's, it's, it's all great. And like, like I, I, I'm a podcaster that covers TV and music mostly, or TV, I'm sorry, t- television and movies. I, I have no business speaking to you, <laughs> you know? Like, so I, 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 I nearly fell out of my seat when Jonathan reached back out and um, just uh, him mentioning that you guys are both fans of Cobra Kai. I was like, okay, well, there's my in uh, yeah, at the very least. Yeah, so, so let's kind of transition into uh, Cobra Kai. You, how were you approached? Because so, so Black has been featured many places, uh, I think all probably are more familiar with The Walking Dead. Um, How were you approached for for season one of Cobra Kai and the decision to use Black? Um, Well, it's typically a pretty standard process. Um, You know, a music supervisor reaches out and says, you know, uh, this is what I'm looking for, for this season or this episode or this scene or whatever. And then we'll pitch a bunch of music. And um, I think... In the, in the first couple of um, seasons, I knew there's a different music supervisor now than there was at the beginning for the first, I can't remember if she was on season three as well, but this, the, the certain music supervisor was um, in season one and two, and I had already known her. She was the music supervisor for my absolute favorite show of all time, which was Sons of Anarchy. And um, so I was already, you know, stalking her. <laughs> And um, she became familiar with my music. And I think, you know, she had heard Black and just thought, oh, this would be really great for for the show. So she initially was the one who um, placed that song. And then um, she was also working on season two. And the way that the Cruel Summer song came about was she called me up and she said, um, uh we're thinking of doing a a cover of cruel summer for the trailer for season two. And we think you'd be a great fit. And I'm like, great, cool. You know? So, um, so I got hired to do that and that was through, I want to say that was through Amazon. And um, so I did the deal with Amazon and um, you know, they just wanted something. They just wanted me to do like my, my, a take of it that I felt was dark and kind of moody and, you know, and had to build and would just really work well for the trailer. So, um, and then it was funny because then they wanted to use it at the end of season two and the season, I think it's at the end, right? The season finale of season yeah. two. Um, and the interesting thing that most people don't know is that's not the same version as the trailer. Um, I, had I completely re-recorded the song. I mean, everything is different. It's in a different key. It's um, same tempo. That's the only thing that's the same. All the instruments are different. The the string line, the feel, it's all, but it's similar enough to some people, you know, that if you don't really listen to them back to back, you might think they're the same version. That's interesting. Do you, do you know if, uh, obviously there's one that exists uh, with the, uh, as, as a bonus track, um, with with the score, do you know if the yeah. other version is available somewhere? Um, you know, well, so the in show is owned by Sony, and the trailer is owned by, I guess, Amazon, YouTube. Um, so I don't know. I I know I'm the worst about knowing like <laughs> what's out, what's going on. I literally I sit in the studio and like 
I like live under a rock. I know nothing. I don't, I, I don't even watch very much TV. I literally, I just sit in here. I create songs. I do my thing. And then people tell me, oh, this was on this. And this was featured on here. I literally know. I don't keep track half the time. Yeah. I don't know if they uh, fixed it, if it was a temporary thing or a permanent thing. But, you know, you just kind of mentioned how the trailer was owned by YouTube, Amazon. When yeah. it moved from YouTube to Netflix, they got rid of the cruel summer from that trailer. And I, and I felt of the four seasons thus far, that was one of the best trailers because of your song. Well, that might have been why, because it went over to Netflix. I don't know. Interesting. That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Totally. <laughs> like, what are you guys even thinking? Come on. I I, sorry, <laughs> Netflix. But like, well, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they replaced it with, but it but it changed. Um, but but the song, obviously, it's, it's a cover. So the lyrics are the same. But you yeah. really like own it, and and like the obviously the tone is different, but it changes the entire story. Like the lyrics are the same, but your t- the tone of it it kind of changes that the entire thing. So can you talk about maybe the the process? I know they wanted like a a you know Carrie Kimmel version of Cruel Summer, but can you think of the the creative process and uh, and and also because not only is the Karate Kid an iconic movie. Yeah. Uh, and that song is such a classic. Was, was there like any pressure perhaps to like, you know, um, like, like I need to nail this because it's, it's on a show that's now on Netflix or I guess you didn't know that at the time. Right. Um, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I felt any pressure other than I just wanted whenever I, whenever I set out to create anything, whether it's an original song or it's a cover of a song, I just want it to be authentic. I want it. I want to love it personally. And, you know, then I worry about everybody else, you know, because I feel like, well, at least if I love it and I can stand behind it and then they don't like it. Well, I did. You know, I followed my intuition and my gut of what I really thought, you know, what of something that I really could stand behind. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really have much pressure, per se, but I did want to obviously turn something in that. Um, that I loved and I hope that they loved it as well. And they did show me, so I saw the the trailer um, before I did the, the song. And so they showed me the footage and then I got sort of a sense of what it should sound like. And it's, I started getting, you know, ideas and um, I, I really like changing melodies, you know, but I want to change them not to, just to kind of reflect the mood and the tone, not because I don't think the original melody is amazing because it is obviously. And so I was just trying to do kind of a different spin on it. And um, that's sort of what came out. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, And when, you know, when I need, I don't know if you want to call it a mood setter because you know, it's dark, but it's so good. I will just have that song on repeat, you know, at, at different times. I just, I just love it. It's it's just it's so good, and that's an understatement in, in, in itself. Um, do you? I, I don't. You mentioned that you you know kind of live under a rock, but when that when, <laughs> when that trailer oh, came yeah. out, did you have any kind of pulse in on social media from like how people were receiving that song? Um, I don't know that I 
even noticed for a while. Um, you know, with a lot of the the music that I do, for instance, I when I did the Walking Dead, the trailer for the Walking Dead, and I. I actually didn't even know that it came out. I mean, I had no idea. And then I had a friend call me and say, um, the trailer for The Walking Dead is out with your song and it has, you know, like six million views already. And it just came out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I literally like that. <laughs> and I think it was a similar thing with um with Cruel Summer um and that trailer. I mean, I didn't even know it was out until other people started telling me. And then I went and saw it and, and it was cool. I mean, I definitely noticed that it was being very well received. People really liked it. And that was obviously really, um, you know, that was a good feeling to know that something that I loved and I believed in other people loved too. So that was cool. It's really, uh, again, it's, it's so good. I, I don't know if I'm correct in terms of the number, but I feel cause I have Apple music, so I could just play it off of that. But I feel the last time I might've looked up, on YouTube um, for, for that track, I feel it was like 24 million views. Okay. So <laughs> you have some people, people love your version uh, of that song. Good. Like cool. not, you know, I, and, and I, I welcome like, um, you know, tributes and cover versions of, of songs because I, right. I love just to hear a different artistic take on it. And so I can appreciate when somebody tries to do something different. And when I heard yours, it, it, it almost like, you you're, you you'd kind of top that list of of like not I mean I don't even want to say you do it justice because you make it like so yours you know like I I don't even think about like the Bananarama version you know right. like this is Carrie Kimmel's version oh it's like this is Carrie Kimmel's song Cruel Summer you know it's just so unique it, it has its own identity and I think that's another great thing about your music going back and listening to all those songs they all have like a unique identity they all sound different. Like, um, I think, you know, in the past, I have listened to many pop, uh, pop albums by uh, many huge recording artists. And like, uh, I would feel some of those songs sound a little too generic, you know. And so with yours, it's just like, it's just all too familiar. It's almost like, I, I haven't heard this album in like, uh, you know, eight years, even though I've never <laughs> heard it before. So it's so good. I, I really hope that people, you know, um, watch this and listen to this interview and go check out, you know, you know your, your, your music is, is really good. Um, you, you have also sang backup for like some really <laughs> big names. I mean, Ringo Starr, John Legend, uh, Pharrell. Uh, you have written for uh, many people too. What, what do you enjoy doing the most? Because I know you also play like the piano and guitar. Yeah. Um, gosh, I honestly, I love all of it. I love writing. I love singing. I love, you know, um, recording and singing live. I, I, I really just, I have such a love for all of it. And, um, I, I don't know that I could like pinpoint one thing that I, you know, prefer over, over another, but I will say, I mean, singing, doing live events with various, um, singers, singing backgrounds is something I don't do a ton of, but it's something that's so fun. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to do a lot of like, um, um, televised 
um, performances. I don't tour. Um, I've never wanted to tour actually. So, but I, I, I've done a bunch of televised, you know, um, I did the, I sing backgrounds for the Beatles tribute that was on CBS. Um, and that's where I sang with so many incredible artists. Um, and the Elvis tribute that was on NBC a couple of years ago. And then, um, you know, I did a thing with, um, um, what was it? Waylon Jennings was like a tribute to Waylon Jennings. Um, and that was so fun. And I, I don't, I don't know a lot of country music and I sang with all these incredible country, you know, stars and it was amazing. And I didn't know who half of them were, but it was cool. (laughs) I mean, I knew, you know, Willie Nelson and I knew, like, I knew, I knew some of them, but, um, that was a really fun thing. And then I've done a bunch of like, um, on camera, um, performances as well. So like on a, like in a film. So I, I sang backgrounds in this film called, um, Danny Collins. I think that's what it was called. It was with Al Pacino and he played like this rocker guy and (laughs) that was fun. Um, and all of it is such an experience though. It's just, I am always kind of up for whatever, um, adventure there is. And, uh, I, I feel like I've really just had such a fun career even up to now, you know, and I hope there's a lot more to come, but, you know, I, I feel like very fortunate and lucky to have done, you know, a lot of the things that I've done up to this point. Have you um, considered covering, uh, some country music? I know you're, you're not like, know a whole lot of songs but uh, i'm sure there's some that you must have thought about well, like oh you know well i did a cover of ring of fire so that's right yes that, that. was a single off, off that uh, and, and crazy by patsy klein i did a cover of that as well um i didn't know who sang that but i was familiar with the song at least yeah yeah it's uh her version's a lot more kind of country fun and mine's more dark and <laughs> kind of not sad oh maybe sad maybe it is a little sad uh but um yeah you know i haven't done any covers in a while um i can't even remember the last cover i did but i i do enjoy doing it and so whenever i have time i'll think about the country thing <laughs> yeah because I, I, I do feel that uh, covers too just came out in 2020 um so i i, I would yeah. at, at the very least on apple music that's what it's saying like yeah yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do enjoy, um, you know, like the like Tainted Love, you know, and, oh, yeah. and I don't remember if it was Tainted Love or Rocket Man that had like this. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it a percussion, but there was this beat that was kind of added to it. I was like, oh, where did that come from? And um, so yeah, it's, it's really good. That one's a bit heavier, a bit darker. Um, Ring of Fire. Was that the other one you mentioned? Ring of Fire is it's not as like trailery, I think, if that's a word <laughs> you, you can make it a word you, you can make it right. any words okay. you're you're carrying camel um, <laughs> uh, so you you did um release at least two songs that i did see earlier this year do you have uh, something in the works that you would like to promote uh, for those that are interested in checking it out um so yeah my life has been in, taking a little bit of a different turn uh the last couple of years um i now i've done a ton of um, animated shows where I'm doing all the music for various animated shows. So, um, you know, I, I did in the past couple of years, I did the, the theme song for Shira, 
um, for, uh, I did all the music, all the songs for spirit writing free. And so, and including the theme, um, I did a show called rhyme time town. And that was like really like preschool fun nursery rhymes. Um, and then I, I just did a song for, uh, is a Disney channel movie, zombies, zombies three. And, um, I had sung on zombies one and two and descended. It's kind of like that, you know, like teen or tween or i don't really like, know like ya kind of musical kind of a thing you know um and and i just did uh probably my biggest show ever i just finished that it just premiered a couple months ago a month or two ago and um it's called eureka and it's on the disney channel um disney junior as well as uh, disney plus and i did all the music for that. And that was, oh my gosh, that was crazy. That was so much fun. It was, uh, I think in the end we wound up doing 76 songs for the first season. So that was, uh, that kept me really busy. Um, but you know, um, I, I got to work on, I got to really like write and create music in so many different genres for the show. So that was super fun. Um, and in terms of the songs that I released, I think I released them because they were in some shows and I had never released them before. And I thought, Oh, <laughs> I should probably release this. Um, but that said, I will probably be releasing new music in the next, probably within the next six months or so. I'm trying to come up for air on some of these projects that I'm on, but I have a lot of music I haven't released um, mainly because I was creating it just um, you know, for a project or, um, or I just created it and I never I never put it out in the world. And so I'll probably release some music soon. Yeah. I, well, I can't wait. Uh, uh, hopefully I'm caught up by then, um, <laughs> but, but it sounds like I'm almost there. You, yeah. you mentioned um, She-Ra. I, I, uh, that when that was announced, that was something I'm like, I, I want to check that out. But um, as life happens, I know you have at least two kids. I have five. Oh, wow. And so, you know, I don't get a whole lot of like, I get to watch, you know, I don't, I, I didn't do Sands of Anarchy, but I was a Breaking Bad guy, you know, so yeah, it was like, that was hard to, to get through because I can't watch that when my kids are right. around. Right. But, but, but She-Ra, um, I'm, I'm interested in, in that because like, are you familiar with the song, The Power of, uh, is it Secret of the, the, there was a She-Ra and He-Man movie that came out in the 80s called The Secret of the Sword. Okay. And, I don't think I ever was, saw the movie. Yeah, and there was a pop song with that film. I believe it was, I want to say The Power of Love, but that's Huey Lewis in the News. And <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm, it, it might be The Power of Love, but it's a, it was a really great bias because I, I really enjoyed the, the He Man and cartoons back then. But if you haven't checked it out, see if, that, if that's something that interests you. And you know, yeah. I'd like to hear a Carrie Kimmel version of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, Shira yeah. was was super fun. It was um, if if you get a chance to check it out, you'll you'll hear it was very like '80s throwback. Um, the the theme, and uh, I love '80s music. I mean, '70s, '80s, a little bit of '90s, but that's like my jam. So that was super fun to do. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I um I couldn't watch MTV until like I was like. 13 or something for you know you, you can't watch this stuff because it's not you know you're, you're not old enough kind of thing so yeah. so i um i grew up listening to the music my dad grew up listening to so like everything yeah. from the 50s through the 80s so i have an appreciation for that older stuff you were you ever into like bgs and abba 
No, but I was super into Carol King. So my okay, mom used to work right. with her and, you know, and, and likewise, I used to listen to a lot of the music my mom listened to. And uh, that was probably my favorite of all the music she listened to. And then she listened to some jazz stuff and I was like, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, seventies, um, eighties, singer songwriter. I mean, all of that. Love it. Okay. All right. Well, you, you mentioned the, the new music possibly in the next six months. Where can people uh, follow you so that way they can keep uh, keep up with the updates? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram. Just Carrie Kimmel. At least I think I'm just Carrie Kimmel. Is that what I am? I never go on my own Instagram, so I don't even know. But I'm pretty sure it's just not Carrie Kimmel, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm um, sure it is. I think so. And then I'm on Facebook a little bit you know, but not very much. Um, so more Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better about, you know, other social media avenues, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the greatest at it, but I will say that I probably post the most on Instagram. (laughs) And that kind of concludes my interview with Carrie Kimmel. And I want to thank her again so much for, uh, you know, just kind of speaking with me and giving me her time. She's clearly a busy person, especially when she says that, you know, she is like living under a rock. And so she's probably out of touch with a lot of the uh, things going on in pop culture and what have you. So I, I kind of uh, found that uh, comical. But uh, she mentions that you guys want to follow her on social media. It's just at Kari Kimmel, um, both with a K uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, so for me, if you guys want to follow me, if you haven't already, on Twitter, I'm at Cobra Kai Pod. On Instagram, at Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with a K. Uh, we're finishing up our Season 4 episode reviews. We got two left at the time of this interview. And so Season 5 is just right around the corner. So if you're just finding our podcast uh, by checking out this interview, please uh, consider subscribing. Also, leaving an iTunes review, Apple Podcast review. Uh, that would really help out the visibility of our show. And for those that are kind of going back and checking out episodes, maybe they're doing a search for other Cobra Kai podcasts and and your rates and reviews will definitely help us uh, appear. So um, until the next episode, thank you guys so much for your support. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning us around. Trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry It's a cruel, cruel summer Haven't you done enough, princess?